Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 486th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-host, the co-host with the mo-hosts. We've got got Lord Shishiro. Some say it's Shishiro. And we've got R. Sigma, as uh, knowledgeable as always. Hi, I woke up today. You did wake up today. Uh, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. And we talk everything between in the Pokemon franchise from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between. Pokemon Unite's in there somewhere, I think. Today's topic might One not day. be, actually, but we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> One day, it'll One day be. we'll get. One day we'll get Unite. I'm excited to talk about it. I think Unite's pretty close. It's gotta mm-hmm. be, right? If they just did a beta in Canada, and the beta finished up in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so if they, uh, just yeah. Did, if they just did a beta in Canada, I can't imagine it's too far off from release, because Canada's like baby America. Right. Baby America. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I mean, like, in terms of culture... Yeah, yeah, you know, I got you. Canada's essentially America, except they've got, like, universal healthcare, but that's a different discussion. Uh <laughs> I, I mean, you could actually put like a, uh, you can't share this content and you can control it better in Canada. You're not going to control really? it in America. Really? Well, no, I'm, I'm just saying like a closed beta is more likely to work, right? Oh, oh yeah. Well, I think there's fewer people yeah. as well. I, I yeah, yeah, there's fewer people and you can manage it a little better. Somebody asked about a closed beta in the, happening in the U.S. And my, re- my no. immediate like gut reaction is like, no, a closed beta in the U.S. is just a release. like that's what it is it's just a release it would be an open beta Uh, yeah i think you just and they will sell it for 40 bucks on steam if it weren't nintendo sorry but that's what they well no they're gonna send it for us it's a free to play game it's a free to play -play. game it's free to play but if you want to probably keep your um, champions i mean pokemon between seasons you probably gotta pay there's also a battle pass so yeah it will we'll see how it goes. I'm sure it'll come out. I mean, it looks fun. I'm going to play it when it comes out. I'm going to play it. It looks fun. I've never been one for uh MOBAs, uh, but this one looks a lot of fun, so I'm willing to give it a mega try. I think to get me into any kind of game in general, if you like any style of game, if you slap like the Pokémon skit on it, I'll probably try it. Mm-hmm. And it might open me up to games I wouldn't have otherwise played. Mhm. Mm. I wonder if that would work for uh, Pokemon Legends and Breath of the Wild. If people play <laughs> play Legends and they're just like, hmm, I want more of this, and they play Breath of the Wild. I don't know in what world Pokemon becomes the gateway to Legend of Zelda, but uh, 
<laughs> the, the imaginary yeah. one in my head, that's the one. Uh, okay. I mean, they, they have a lot of good choices for Pokemon in there that aren't just Gen 1, so I'm excited. Uh, I'm happy they're doing something in not Kanto. Like, could you imagine the number of groans you would hear if it would have been like, ah, uh, yes, Pokemon Legends. It's taking place in Kanto. And Ugh. everybody, yeah, you see those just noises like you just I made? Right there. You see those noises? Yep. <laughs> that would have been 100% what it would have happened. The community is tired of Kanto, and I mean, I'm included in that. I'm also tired of yeah. Kanto. I mean, even some of the Kanto choices are cool, like Slowbro. I'm really happy to play a Slowbro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm interested to see, I know the leaks have talked about it being a slightly different combat system. Mm-hmm. Compared to what? It, it's so, you played Masters, right, Yoshiro? Yes. So the con- I forget what they call it because I'm not like hup on my RPG slang. Mm-hmm. But what it is is um, so instead of just like our standard turn-based mechanics, right. which I hope is what's there because I'd rather just have that and not have any other problems. But well, what they what I've heard the leak is is it's some kind of system also based on like energy type deal, like where each Pokemon can like fill a gauge faster based on whatever move. Right. Mm-hmm. So like there's some like there's some like timing element to it as well. Hmm. Some resource management. Yeah, I'm not a personally. I'm not a fan, mostly because the reason I like Pokemon is because I don't have to worry about those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> for the PowerPoints. Uh, yeah, but PowerPoints are way easier to manage. My my thought is Pokemon. I like playing because I can set it down in the middle of the battle and I won't miss anything. Right. Mm-hmm. I won't have to worry about pressing the button at the right time. <laughs> it's not like the TCG where you just can't attack because you're missing that one energy. Yeah. So I'd rather not have to deal with like some kind of mechanic like that i can see them have having tested it like in in house right but i don't know if they would actually like push that out mm. i don't know they, they do that a lot though because like if you look at some of the old things um like uh so the original reason pokemon had four moves back in gen one and gen two was because of memory limitations that's what the cartridge led them yeah they, it was memory yeah. limitations so when they went, went to the game boy advance uh janishi masuda is on record saying this he said that they tried uh, experimenting with five moves mm. to see how that would change the game. And they're just like, wow, is this horribly unbalanced? Wow. Just for adding one move. Interesting. Yeah. And so they're just like, we're only going to do four. We're going to keep it to four. And I think personally, I think it's the right choice. If you look at a lot yeah, of Pokemon, if you look at a lot of Pokemon, for, like on the competitive side, if you try to add like a fifth move, like that just opens up so much for a mm-hmm. lot of Pokemon because so many right. Pokemon have quote unquote four move slot syndrome. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you can see in how other, and our topic might actually touch on this, how other games try to do the Pokemon formula and have like a whole like, ooh, choose attack, scale, and you hit scale, and there's a whole menu of attacks, and it's just not the same. It's yes. There's something about the way Pokemon is built that it just makes it a lot more just fun. It's just I think I think Pokemon's a lot more accessible than other games yeah. but i don't want to talk about it too much because i don't want to steal from today's topic but i mean they have been trying they've been trying to add the fifth move for like the past two gens with z moves yeah x moves mm-hmm. but it's not quite the same i think but, yeah. i think that's the way that you do it though the way they have tried yeah, yeah. i mean i wouldn't mind if more pokemon got like the ultra necrozma you get to use this move once kind of thing mm, but, you know, yeah you got you get a signature move. That would be an interesting way to go forward. It's like that's a lot of signature moves. It right. is. Uh, it is. That's a lot of signature but, moves. I I couldn't imagine that being a nightmare. I mean, you could do something like where, oh yeah, all the fire starters get the same fire move, and it's physical or special based mm. on what Pokemon it is. Something like that. Hmm. Everyone gets G Max Wildfire. Yeah, I don't know. 
I I'm really I'm really over the idea of new moves at this point after dealing with both Z moves and Dynamax. <laughs> uh, right. I'm really hoping they see the light and they're just like, man, everybody liked that Mega Evolution thing we did that one time. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, maybe we should just expand upon that. Yeah. And then everybody everybody has like a sigh of relief and they're just like, this is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wake Thank up. You. Well, I, I think I think that's I think that's like <laughs> overall for the franchise. Like, I I understand this want to like try to expand Pokemon, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe this is just me being an old fogey who really likes nostalgia or whatever. But right. I would say that Pokemon Pokemon didn't do anything super interesting mm-hmm. until Gen Six. Yeah, for like the first fifteen years of its existence, I would say up to Gen Four specifically. There were mm-hmm. no major updates, except for, like, a few baby mechanics things that should have been the way it was. And this mm-hmm. might be that I'm just, like, Pokemon purist or whatever, and, and that's just how I'm thinking. And I don't know. People might complain that, like, oh, it's stale. But there's a really good... Uh, this is this thing's, like, from, like, 2007. Early YouTube mm-hmm. days. Um, there's a guy named Blunty. I'm sure other people are aware of Blunty on YouTube. And he used to do little Lego video, like, skits. Like, Lego anime. Mm-hmm. And he has one where his friend is making fun of him for playing Pokemon or something. And he like okay. he gives off this like beautifully written rant about why Pokemon is the best at what it does. Yeah. And how it doesn't need to change its formula. And that is 100% how I have felt the entire time as a Pokemon fan. Like all I need, yeah. like shove 70 new Pokemon in my face. And make up some new gym leaders, and I'm good. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's the point, and why so many people were like, oh, Pokemon's just the same every generation. It's just, well, the point of Pokemon is not the story, it's the monsters, and, and what you can do with them, and that's yes. where the game really keeps fresh. I think you're hitting on it, like, almost directly on the head. I think Pokemon's been more about the Pokemon themselves this mm-hmm. entire time, and I think that's part of the reason why Dexit was such a big deal when it happened. Yeah, because they're essentially like, ah, we don't understand that this is a thing, and they're just like, yeah. we're gonna kill off more than half our cast. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I still feel that way to some extent, but hopefully they remedy something like this in the future. We'll see. I, I imagine at some point they're gonna be like, oh, this game has all the Pokemon in it, ha ha ha, and <laughs> it's like a big deal. It's a big deal, like on the thirtieth anniversary or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel. Or even just like next gen, but. I don't think it happens like that. I think Gens is also like a horrible way to start thinking about it. I don't know. Pokemon mm-hmm. Pokemon seems to be moving in a direction. Mm-hmm. I, I understand it more. I don't know if I like it a lot, but I feel better about it seeing the pace that they're coming out with games and the fact that they actually did pass off BDSP to an outside developer. Yeah. And they're letting somebody who's not Game Freak touch it so that they can make things happen more quickly like i don't have a problem with not all of the pokemon being in every game as mm-hmm. long as there are games coming out so that you can play as every pokemon in a quote-unquote rapid fashion mm-hmm. right and that means faster than their like one game a year nonsense like if you can get it so that like oh every like within every two years you can get every pokemon like i don't have a problem with it yeah or at least transfer those pokemon in for that's all i care mm-hmm. about I mean, more and more, we're reaching to a point where games need a constant updating, like yeah, a, a, a community that that people just come back to because there's updates and they're releasing more monsters mm-hmm. and more characters and stuff like that. And I think that's the formula that Pokemon actually might take advantage of. That's what in they a should take. Way. That's what they right. should that's take it, advantage of. That's what it felt like last year. That's, that's what yeah. it felt that like what they were gonna do. Yeah, and 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 to some point, it's closer to what they've done. Yeah. 
it feels kind of stalled out. It's like it's, I I would say up until the end of Crown Tundra, like they were doing real well, and then right. Uh, the fact that they didn't announce any more DLC makes me go, oh, okay, this is over now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which kind of feels bad mm-hmm. because Sword and Shield was staying alive at least for me in the regards because they had the DLC. Right. I I think they could have done another DLC if they didn't put the legends in right away. Yes, I agree with that. I, I think that's what they needed to do. If they didn't put all the legends in, if it was just like the birds and the musketeers, and then you had another DLC that did Dynamax Adventures, I think I could have seen it. But yeah, they had the legends. So yeah, yeah, you know, as soon as I saw the legends, I'm like, this is probably over. But the only thing I could see superseding the legends is Megas, like in terms mm-hmm. of hype. Like, hey, uh, yeah. you can go to this island and you can get Mega Evolution, and it's like, cool, okay, that makes sense. And then you can we can put the rest of the Pokemon in that are missing for Megas. And maybe give like Urshifu a Mega for some reason and call mm-hmm. it good. Mm-hmm. Give the G Max Pokemon Megas, Mega Garbodor. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. It, it's it's just a thought, but this is a good place to end it. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and kick it on over then, guys, to the news. So let's cue that epic music. <laughs> And welcome to the news. In the news, we have a few things to talk about. First being that uh, there's been new Pokemon Snap information. New, new Pokemon Snap information. (laughs) That's what I should say. New, 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 new. Kind of like the new something whenever Nintendo. The new 3DS. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a ridiculous name. I they need to have fi- I hope they fired that PR guy. Uh I really do. 20 bucks. 20 bucks, my friend. That the next switch is going to be the new switch. I no. don't no no, they no, never no. again. No. Never they, again. <laughs> Nintendo Nintendo as a company almost feels completely different than it did when the Wii U came out. Okay. At this point. The switch isn't called the switchy with two eyes at the end, I think we're Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, could you imagine that? They would totally the, the switch. switch. The chances that the switch with two eyes was a potential name for the switch at any point is higher than I'd like to admit. Like, the chances that was ever on the table. Uh, I'm sure somebody thought about oh, that's it. That's great. That's great. Uh, but back to new new uh, Pokemon Snap news. <laughs> uh, there will be voice acting in it and gyro controls. So modern day conveniences. Okay, you got me. The courses will have multiple routes and day and night course variations. So there's reasons to actually replay the routes instead of just play through it once until you get the pester ball and you can open up the door. But here's the question that no one seems to be able to tell me. Will we have Professor Oak uh, again going, you know? No, uh, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> we have Great. Professor Mir now. We have <laughs> Professor Mir. Professor Mir. Oh, no. Okay. Well, it is what it is. Do we not have Professor Mir Liss? Because, like, you can get a mirrorless camera. But moving on. Uh, a new scan feature, which will register the Pokemon's name and gender and allow them to remember you on future reruns of the course. Mm-hmm. That sounds interesting. You make that, friends. That is interesting. That, I like that. I like that. Yeah. And the new Illumina Orb item to lure Pokemon out. We already knew about this. They talked about it. So, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm excited. It's Pokemon Snap. I, I like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, like, overexcited about it, but I'm also, like, this will be a good. This will be a good week. It's a good experience, yeah. 
absolutely. I, I'm very excited to play it. Uh, I'm going to play it on stream. It's going to be a good time. So watch out for new Pokemon Snap content. You know, we're going to we're going to make all the guide for it and just play through the game. I, I mean, I'll play it so you don't have to if you're really that interested. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> it is a rail shooter. So watching it on stream is basically playing it. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. If you like, if you like Time Crisis, this might be for you. <laughs> uh, all right. So the next game, uh, the next piece of news is uh, the video game battling news. We'll let Sigma take this one. All right. So as Players Cup Three is currently still going on, uh, Players Cup Four has been announced for VGC, TCG, and everybody's favorite Pokémon. Why is Pokémon still happening? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this is only the second time they've done it for Pokémon, I think, because they yeah, it skipped is. the first two. They did skip the first two. They did. Uh, I still don't know who's playing it. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> it's like eight people in general in the world. Sounds about right. <laughs> Keep humor- humoring the same eight people in every tournament. Like, why would you play Pokémon online? One online, because if you have lag, you're screwed. Oh God, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it, 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 I just don't. I don't understand the type of person that's like, yeah, I want to play Pokken in an online tournament when I can go <laughs> play like regular real Pokemon. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the qualifier is going to happen April 8th through the 11th. So you can sign up now until April 8th when it starts at mm-hmm. seven o'clock at night or whenever it is. Uh, the rules are going to be series eight to qualify, which means the one restricted legend. Hey, if you're playing hey. in the BFTT, you've got a team. So cool. That said, rental teams usually aren't allowed for these, so yeah. You do have to have it. You do have to have it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Top 256 from most regions, except for Oceania, with the 128, because they don't have that many players. Mm -hmm. We'll advance to Swiss rounds this time in June, uh, which is different from double elimination in that you get to sit there all day and not qualify if you get two losses. Instead of getting to leave when you get two losses, so. (laughs) That sucks. Right? Like, uh, if you hit two losses early, you just drop. That, yeah. This sounds awful. This absolutely sounds awful. Like, you don't keep playing. You're not going to make top Wait, 16. Wait, so so when does the TCG Players Cup start? Uh, it starts at the end of it. April 26th. Because 26th. I want to get in on that, and I know that means I have to log into my actual account and not the Puckle account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, log in to your TCG account before the 26th of April. Okay. And, uh, that gets you your keys. And this time, instead of giving people a paid like stipend to go to uh, an international, you get prize money. Yay! Mm-hmm. For TCG and VGC, you get 5000 for first place, 3500 for second, and it goes down from there, all the way to like the top six- 13th, which I believe encompasses all of the top 16, because top 16 is double elimination. So... <sighs> I do not like when they actually give out money because I feel that automatically when you add money to any game, it automatically becomes the community becomes much more toxic about it. Uh, a little bit. I would say that the prize money has never been a big deal in general for no. Pokemon tournaments. Yeah, especially when you're playing online. So it's not like you can cheat. Yeah, the money is also not a crazy large amount, right? Like, right. Not it's like true. 5k for first. The amount of effort you have to put in to actually make it to first place. Yeah, is less than 5k. <laughs> You're not doing a lot with that 5k. No. <laughs> it's very difficult to cheat in these because they're all open. Mm-hmm. Like, 
It tells you mm. the team and all the moves on it if you're playing BGC, and it tells you the entire deck list of your opponent if you're playing TCG in the Swiss. Yep. So, like, you know what you're playing against. You can report them if you see something. Also, Pokken gets, like, their prizes start at $1,250 because it's Pokken and there's, like, 10 people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's playing this game. If you are playing Pokken and you're going to the Players' Cup and you're listening to the show, like, email me. I want to know who you are. Mailbag us. Yes, we need to know. Podcast at gmail.com. We will, I will interview you. I will interview you on this show. I will interview you. You can tell your life story and, like, we'll promote <laughs> you. <laughs> like i i just i just want to know i want to know but yeah uh that's that's players cup nonsense <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what else do you need to know pokemon go it is the time of the pidgeys and the beedrills is spring mm. is here and we pokemon go news we are jumping into spring into spring which is the event that has been announced and will run on april 4th through april 5th you will have uh, the egg theme, of course, that is Easter for Pokemon, which means that we will have a spring theme encounters, including Flower Crown, Happini, Chansey, and Blissey. Ooh. I know you guys are super excited about Ooh. this. Ooh. I still, I haven't opened Pokemon Go since maybe September. Yeah. It's nice out now, so I might play. I'm almost through my first set of Shiny Mew missions. Ooh. Ooh. I might, I might, I might open it and start playing it again now that it's warm out again. But it, I just like, uh like when Mega Evolution came out, it put a bad taste in my mouth because I'm just like, this is just another thing to try to have to chase after, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I've done one Mega Raid ever, and I'm like, this is not worth it. There's just so much going on in that game that you find like the you're constantly you feel like you're missing out. This is from somebody who, like, wants to jump back into it sometimes, but then it's just like, ah, there's too much going on. Yeah. And, I mean, I think this shows it, as well as, like, every other event that we ever talk about. Mm-hmm. I, I probably will jump back into it because they finally made Community Day, like, good again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snivy's been announced as the next Community Day for April, uh, and I forget the actual, April 11th. And it's going to run from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Perfect hours, by the way. I'm so glad they extended it from three hours to six hours, and I hope they keep yeah. it that way. Oh, it's so nice. It's so nice. Any Snivy evolved in Superior uh, is going to learn Frenzy Plant, unsurprisingly. And there's going to be three times catch Stardust during the event. So I, I will probably go out and I'll probably reboot, uh, reopen Pokemon Go in <laughs> in time to play uh, to play Pokemon Go for the Snivy Community Day. Because the Community Days are good. I don't have a Superior. I, I haven't played a lot very recently, especially after Gen 5 came out. The starters are always so hard to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna steal this one from you, Jushiro. Um, or Sigma, I don't care who it is. Uh, Male Frillish is also gonna be the research breakthrough reward for April, which is, again, a decent one. Uh, yeah. Because I believe Male is currently locked to playing Go League and Yes. <laughs> Pokemon, I, I was, like, I got into Pokemon Go League a little bit, and then when they're just like, Megas are gonna be there, I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, alright. I guess I'll close it out. Yep, close it out. Spotlight hours for April include, which are 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time. On Tuesdays, right? Just Tuesdays. It's on Tuesdays. Tuesdays at 6 to 7. We have Buneary, which probably is going to get an Easter Mega. So, you know. Oh, God, yeah. Then we have Mankey on the 13th, Grimer on the 20th, and Vinion on the 27th. Uh, They all have bonuses. Yeah. And then 
Tornadus Therian is coming to five star raids very soon and going through April 13th, followed by Landorus Therian afterwards. Yay! Which is more important because there's currently a special research that the second quest requires you to take a picture of Landorus. So <laughs> fun times. Yeah. And that is, uh, that is it for, I think, uh, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no real Puckle news because PFTT starting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know that anything else is happening. We gotta do a Puckle showdown at some point. Yeah. yeah. We should do that. We have a meeting coming up. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We do have a meeting coming up. We'll talk about it. All right. So with that, uh, I think that's going to be it for the news this week. A short news segment this week. Shorter. But we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz. We're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi. And welcome to the Pokey Quiz. The part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Uh, thank you to Mark of the Dunsparce Gang for giving us that introduction and explaining the rules. So without further ado, guys, we are going to go ahead and give you your questions. Your Let's first question. Sigma. Your first question this week. <laughs> neither of them are easy. Uh, <laughs> is going to be from Sir Missing No. Which generation introduced the most female-only Pokemon? Guat? Okay. Things such as Wormadam is, uh, three forms are going to count as just like one Pokemon. We're talking species clause here, not, uh, forms clause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so female only. Hmm. Uh, so Gen 1 has. Miltan. Uh, does Nidoran female count as female only? Yes, it does count as female only. Okay. So that's three plus Kangaskhan plus Jinx. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's four. So that's, uh, or that's five. Nope, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a decent number. Yeah. Um, Gen 2, does Gen 2 have any other than Smoochum? I don't think so. Not that uh, I can maybe, recall. Oh, Miltank, Miltank. Well, I said it. it yeah, yeah Miltank, yeah. Uh, I don't think anything else is locked in female only. No. Uh, there's a lot of things with male only, like all the uh, genies. Oh, eh. mm. And, uh, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I think it might be Gen 1, I though. think so, too, because uh, otherwise that I can try to remember only that are female only... Gen 4 has, like, Vespa Quinn. Gen 4 has Wormadam. Right. Can't recall um, anything other than that, though. So let's go with Gen 1. Yeah. Gen Generation one. 1 is correct. They have uh, they have six female-only Pokemon. Uh, Nidoran female, Nidorina, Nidoqueen, Kangaskhan, and Jinx, you all listed, but you did not include uh, Chansey. Oh, okay. So Blissey would be in Gen 2, Happy Knee would be in yeah. Gen 4. And as a fun fact, Generation 5 has the most male-only Pokemon, with seven. I believe that. They're, the genies are three yeah, of them. Yeah, <laughs> Sock, Throw, Rufflet, Braviary, and three genies. So, gotcha. The more you know. Gen 1 has, like, Tauros, the Hitmones, yeah. uh, All the Nidoking right. line. So you guys are one for one. Our next question is going to come to you from Trainer Sleeves. 
What is the only bug type Pokemon line that can have the ability chlorophyll? Uh, Levianti. Levianti is correct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna go grab a cup of coffee. Every, every, every single Pokemon with this ability are uh, grass type and weak to fire attacks, which have increased power against under harsh sunlight. So it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, they die. They all uh, die too. They all die if they activate chlorophyll. Yeah, if they don't have uh, the chlorophyll ability, they just die of hunger. They just <laughs> wither and go away. All right. So your next question is your Pokedex answer uh entry question as always. So this one is going to come to you from Skullmane Banky. It's a Pokemon Heart Gold entry states. It collects data and plans three times as wisely, but it may think too much and fall into a state of immobility. Who's that Pokemon? Hmm. Hmm. Huh. I collects that. I think that's key. Like I'm. I'm thinking like Kadabra. Uh, what is it? Kadabra? Maybe one of the is. Uh, the I'm Abra leaning Kadabra. I'm leaning Kadabra. Uh, but if it's not Kadabra, you can give us a second hit. Yeah. It is not Kadabra. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's Pokemon Fire Red entry states. An odd species that is rarely found. The three heads, respectively, represent joy, sadness, and anger. So it's Dodrio? Yeah. Dodrio. Yeah, weird. Wow. I don't, I don't think it's Dugtrio. Dugtrio's heads don't have separate personalities. No, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> uh, the trio, but it collects information. I've, wow, okay. Well, what do you think? What other three-headed Pokemon do we have that day? Do the smile the, sad and That would be more? Gen 3 and earlier. Like, Yeah, I don't re- other than, than Dodrio, I don't remember any other. Yeah, I'm okay with saying Dodrio. Dodrio, uh, Dodrio okay. is correct. Dodrio. Okay, I was going to say, unless it's Executor. You guys are uh, three for three. Your next oof. question is your multiple ans- answer question. The way this is going to work is I'm going to an- give you a question. It's going to have multiple answers. You can you need to lock in every single one of your answers before we can verify whether or not they are correct. You get two strikes after on the third strike you are out, you are done, and you collect the points in which you've acquired. This week, we're going to take it from the Taskmaster himself, Liger. Ooh, challenge accepted. A uh, a possible three points for this question. Liger wants to know, what Pokemon don't have a hidden ability, but can evolve into a Pokemon with one? Oh, I'm out. There are six (laughs) answers here. For every two answers you give me, you'll get a point. Okay, so I know one is Ferroseed into Ferrothorn. Ferrothorn has anticipation, Ferroseed does not. Uh, Are you locking that in? Yeah. That is correct. That is one. Uh, that, that is the one I know. Uh, oh, uh, no, that, that, that's the opposite direction. I was going to say Vibrava, but no. What about uh, the bugs that have cocoon in between? Uh, that might be the case. Like, I could see, uh, tinted lens being on Caterpie and Butterfree, but not like Metapod. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Metapod? Your Metapod is also correct. That is one point total. That's two correct answers. Okay. Do we want to try the other bugs? It's just uh, the ones that make sense to me, because uh, why would they have... They couldn't have mm-hmm. the same hidden ability as their cocoons as they have when they're fully evolved, yeah. so it just makes sense. I mean, some of them might work out, but, like, I know, like, Metapod doesn't have tinted lens. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, let's try Let's try one of these. Silcoon. Silcoon is correct. Oof. So Cascoon. Cascoon is correct as well. That is okay. four that is four there answers. And that is uh okay. that is two points. There are two more Pokemon. Uh Bagon probably has the same hidden energies. 
hidden uh, like abili- abilities. Uh, well, so it's not if it if they have the same hidden ability. It's if the previous evolution doesn't have a hidden ability, and then when it evolves, it does get a hidden ability. Right. Shellgun, sorry, not Baggon. Shellgun wouldn't have whatever. Shellgun, I believe, keeps uh whatever its hidden ability. It no, it doesn't. Or no, it has a different. Oh, it has. Ability, it has a little, but it's just different. Okay, gotcha. I think that's the case, that's the case with Shellgun. For Shellgun. Okay. Well, who else? Who else? Um, who else like has a useless get- middle evolution or useless basic? I mean, useless basic would be pretty much everyone, but uh, a useless middle evolution that couldn't possibly have a hidden ability. You do have the hint as well. Ooh. But we've gotten points for everything so far. That's very so. true. That is true. <laughs> you could go for the magical eight. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I... I, I don't think I know anything else. Um, does this guy, the little from Hitmon like, Top, oh, he has a hidden ability, right? He has a hidden ability. Okay, the baby yeah. form? Okay. It might be something with Levitate that evolves into something without Levitate. Like, oh, no. But, uh, like, Gengar doesn't count because it doesn't have a hidden ability. Right. Hmm. That's my guess on what it is. I just don't know what it is, so. Right. I'm, uh, do you want to give some answers? Hint? Yeah, I, I, I don't think we, like, we could guess, uh, what is it? Not the evolved form of Scatterbug, if we wanted to. So, uh, mm-hmm. you do have two strikes. You could always try that, but... Yeah, whatever that thing's name is. I don't remember. Like, I know that the Gen 5 bugs, I believe, keep their hidden abilities all the way through, because they were designed after hidden abilities I'm gonna were need answers. Uh, I just don't know, remember what Scatterbug's evolved form is. Spewa is incorrect. Spewa. Okay. okay. Um, what about... Yeah, well, two strikes. Uh, two more strikes, then you're out. Okay. I'm thinking, I'm yeah. thinking. Mm, shoot, I just don't recall. It just hidden abilities have never been my strong point. Yeah, especially like gens one through four hidden abilities that Yeah. Yeah, let's just go for the hint. Let's just go for the hint. I think I'm I'm willing to give up. Uh oh. <laughs> All okay. right, giving up. Uh, so that is two points for you guys for that question. So you guys are five for four. And the two you were missing, I'm very surprised you missed one of these, is Kakuna. You never answered Kakuna. Uh, okay, yeah. I was going to ask Kakuna, and I didn't because I thought that uh, Sigma had mentioned him. And the other <laughs> oh, one oops. is uh, Pupitar. Oh, okay. So it's pretty much everything that's a cocoon. Yeah, I, I guess that, at least. <laughs> everything that's a cocoon. And also Pharisee. And Pharisee. And also Pharisee. Uh, Who looks like a cocoon? <laughs> he looks like a Pharisee. All right. So our next question is your base stat question, as always. Um, this one is going to come to you from Poliwo. This is an interesting question. What Pokemon used in the Elite Four by any Elite Four member has the lowest base stat total? Oh. So my first guess would be Sableye. Because uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh. Sableye is real bad. But base stat compared to the other Pokemon it has, right? Well, compared to all Compared to every single Pokemon ever. In the Elite uh, Four. What about lands with Dragonair? Uh, that's pretty bad, too. Here's a question. Uh, for Gen 1 Pokemon, uh, are we counting their current base stat yes, totals? Yes, we're using their current base stat totals. Okay. So, they do have a special attack and special defense. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. It, so, oh. Who? Onyx maybe is an option, Ooh, too? Oh, yeah. Onyx is an Onyx option. Is real yeah, bad. he is real bad. <laughs> uh, do we want to use our hint? Uh, sure. This okay. Pokemon was used in Generation 3's. So, Sableye uh, is... Or, actually... Hmm. Oh, darn. It could be Celio too. Hmm. 
Yeah, the, the, I'm not too familiar with Gen 3s. <laughs> but I think Sableye still works. Uh, hmm. I'm going to need an answer. You're going to go with Sableye? Uh, I guess so. Sableye then? Sableye is correct. Oof. Nice. Uh, Sableye has a base stat total of 380, at making it the lowest of any Elite Four members Pokemon ever. Uh, the wow. next are, the next are is a tie between Bruno's Onyx and Aaron's Dustox. Aaron's one of the Diamond and Pearl uh, Elite Four members, which has a base stat total of 385. I, I, I forgot Dustox yeah. made it into an Elite Four. That gives you guys <laughs> six points for today. Yeah. Um, which is nice. which is good because that means it's a three way tie to first place with P. McGee. Um, yeah. Yay. Unless I got it wrong. I don't know if I misremembered P. McGee's to- total from last well, week. Well, we'll find out next week. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> somebody episode. will yell at me in the Discord server. <laughs> that is, uh, that, that is it for this week. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. So, for, race to first. Whoever gets there gets their $25 credit to, uh, PokemonCenter.com. So it gives Thatch an excuse to get free shipping for his stuff. <laughs> All right. So that is it for Pogo's Poke Quiz. If you want to catch up on more of it, ch- tune in next week. It'll be here, same place, roughly the same time, which is whenever you want to listen to it. We're going to kick <laughs> things on over now to the topic. Hey guys, make sure to check out the Puckle YouTube this week and see if you can catch our Soul Silver Puckle Plays Nuzlocke, where we're going to play Soul Silver and we're going to Nuzlocke it and it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you head on over to youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be games that tried to be Pokemon but couldn't be, or better known as Pokemon clones. There are yep. so many of them. I've played a lot of them as a child. Me too. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine we all have. We've all played them to some extent. Monster collecting is in our blood. It's just what drives us. No, we have Pokemon brain. That's the problem. Uh, and all of these, <laughs> all of these, have been bad in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, there's such a graphical style to the early ones, especially. Like, I would say, so things like Dragon Warriors monsters one and two, right. and like Robopon, they tr- attempted to copy like the Pokemon art style when they became games mm-hmm. robopon d- disgustingly more so but <laughs> they tried to copy the pokemon style but it feels like such a cheap knockoff i don't know how you make the sprite art feel like a knockoff but they did it it has that gen one feel to it it does have a gen one feel like i i would say it feels like gen one but i would also say that there's something wrong with it <laughs> and i don't like i don't know what it is but if you look at the screen you're just like i don't know <laughs> We should probably explain for what system this game's come out came out in. Well, so they're Gen One, they're Gen One, right? So it's Game Boy, Game Boy right? Color, Game Boy, Game Boy Color. I think some of them were Game Boy Color exclusives, if I remember correctly. I believe, and I could be wrong, that Dragon Warrior Monsters Two was a Game Boy Color exclusive. It might have. I think at least during development, it was. Sounds like it. Yeah, I'm thinking about the cartridge, like as a kid, and it's just like this black standard Game Boy cartridge, mm. right? And typically, the Game Boy Color cartridges were special, so that you knew they were Game Boy Color games. They often were clear, if I remember right. They were but clear, and they had, like, a little bump up top instead of the divot. Yeah, it's just like how the new 3DS games had... So- they have the little notch. Okay, 3DS, yeah. DS to 3DS games were dumb, but that's a different story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like it didn't. So what they did is the, it used to be on that, but it looks like in development they split it into two parts. This is the one that I remember the most, is Dragon Quest Monsters 2. That's the one I remember the most back in the day. Yeah. And I remember not liking it because of the capture mechanics. If you could call them capture mechanics, 
I think that's going to be the uh, a main theme throughout all of these games. Is just Absolutely. the mechanics are never that good, and it's part of why Pokemon is so good. Is because they were able to manage a very fun and inter- uh, just a better capture mechanic at most of these games. I used to love Dragon Quest Monsters. It it even had breeding from the get go. Right, it was a weird breeding, but it was still breeding. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there, there's a lot of good things that you can take out of these games they just never were able to reach that that pokemon level uh which pokemon just perfected well no dragon warriors monsters 2 came out before um or came out after gold and silver like two years after there's so many issues with that uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah i also don't like they had breeding like pokemon breeding where like uh well not like pokemon breeding at all it was like you bred them and then you got something completely different Different, which is fun yeah, and interesting the same and i kind of like when i was a kid that's kind of how i hoped that pokemon breeding would work unfortunately that's not how it worked at all unfortunately or unfortunately i mean i like the i like the consistency of pokemon like you don't you don't go to mcdonald's because you're just like oh this is gonna be the best burger i ever had you go to mcdonald's because you know it's gonna be an okay burger mm-hmm. right and when a dog goes on label it doesn't pop up a cat or a bunny yeah and that's that's kind of that's kind of what i think about like with pokemon like i go back to pokemon because it's the mcdonald's of my of my monster catching rpgs right <laughs> do you want to make uh, uh winsicott re you know that winsicott has an issue with evolutions that don't match up yeah <laughs> <laughs> no that's it imagine gets, like, really they weird. start having kids that don't match up it's absolutely really really weird because it, it has a ton of monsters mm-hmm but like you end up like sacrificing two monsters to get one new one, and that's essentially yeah. how the breeding works. That's fusion. Uh, that, that was pl- that fusion's a, a better word that. to put it. Fusion's a better way to yeah. put it. It's it's kind of like uh, Shin Megami Tensei games where it's oh you have these monsters you fuse them together get a new monster that's better stat wise. Yes, and they right. inherit the skills of the old one. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei is another one that's kind of Pokemon-ish, yeah. but not quite. Not quite. I wouldn't say it is exactly. It's an RP- it's a it's a Japanese RPG with a Pokemon feature in it. Let's say, but yeah. it's not overall a monster collecting game. That's not it's, no. That's not its first and foremost feature no. that you buy that game for. There's like a Dex to keep track of everything. Right. You do battle exclusively with monsters. So, like, Digimon Cyber Sleuth has the same thing. I was just gonna say, um, I was gonna talk about Digimon. We can't have this discussion without actually talking about Digimon and how they're run in games. And I'm, I love Digimon. Uh, I played every single game. Um, but they have the most. I'm so sorry. Coaster- <laughs> they have the most roller coaster ride up uh, uh, regarding their games. Most of them are really bad. There's one or two that are going to be really good. Mon- uh, the the Cyber Sooth one is the closest you can get to Pokemon wise. I, I agree like- with that. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to talk about the. Um- the world, which is the other one that is more Tamagotchi mixed with Pokemon, mm-hmm. because as you know, Digimon started as an actual Tamagotchi thing, and from yeah. that it, it it converted into everything else. Those are really good. There's a new one also for um, PlayStation and I think Xbox called New World Order. There's uh, something coming out. Yeah, yeah, which is basically the first game which you guys, uh, for those of you at home that played that first game, the first game, uh, Digimon World, you would have to feed, um, yes. <laughs> uh, and your Digimon would die, and uh, and you will have to like start from scratch. But every time it would die, it would like resuscitate into a stronger 
version of the Pokemon. So you have to, uh, not the Digimon, so you have to start all over. Anyway, all that to say, great game. Just not Pokemon. Definitely not Pokemon, but still one of Absolutely. the most fun master collector, uh, monster collector games that I've had uh, in my, in my life. So you're saying they were chow. Got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, essentially, I would, I would, I would honestly like equate a Digimon game closer to Chow than Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. I've never played too many of the Digimon games. I played Cyber Sleuth. I have played Cyber Sleuth. Yeah, Cyber Sleuth. I really recommend a New World Order if you guys want to check that out. Um, it's yes. a lot of fun, and it, the 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 fact they have to feed and like take care of them like they were pets really does make uh make it a lot of fun. Mm. I like Cyber Sleuth for what it was. I wouldn't say, like, oh, this is better than Pokemon or anything. Oh, no, yeah. That one, the battling mechanics confused the heck out of me. I still don't know what's happening when, like, they do, like, the X-Cross. Like, I've played the whole game. I don't understand what's happening. It just happens sometimes. I have to sometimes. go through that game, too. It just happens sometimes, and I don't know how the mechanics are working. I, I have no idea. Well, speaking of weird mechanics, let's talk about Yokai Watch, that uh, legendary Pokemon killer that everyone was worried about. Uh, I would say, I would say Yokai Watch's mechanics were almost, well, like, not the battle mechanics, the battle mechanics were poop. Were awful. That's, it's what kept me from enjoying the game uh, going forward. The capture mechanics weren't revolutionary either. Like, I want to see somebody mm-hmm. straight up just, like, copy the Pokemon capture mechanics, looking at you, Temtem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, like, steal the Pokemon capture mechanics and use it in their game in a new and interesting way. Right. I honestly, the one thing I think Pokemon should do and maybe we'll see it in Legends, and I doubt we will. But it, Legends is the best place to do it. Yeah, because we've got our we've got our steampunk Pokeballs, and like I want Pokeball crafting Ooh. like now. Oh man, yes! I literally so that you could just like, hey, I'm gonna shove like this special apricorn and this apricorn together, and and make this Pokeball, make this Pokeball with these properties. You like know- certain apricorns have certain Pokeball pr- or properties, and you can combine X amount of them together. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a, I, mean, I think the Cramorant was like, got us halfway there, but then it was like a lazy finish. Crafting definitely should be in Pokemon. I, I would it's love one feature I'm just surprised they haven't added after so many years. Well, you have to be careful with crafting, I think. I, like, I think crafting can be a double-edged sword in any game. I think a good example of this is Animal Crossing. Yeah, hmm. yeah. In OG Animal Crossing, like, you had to just like, wait and like, buy things and go to other people's towns. Now you just like, make all of your stuff. Right. And it's less exciting stuff, yeah. too. Well, you don't, well, that's why you put some restrictions, right? You don't have to uh, put all of them. Uh, they may, may be able to create everything, but at least make it viable so you can create stuff. It would be great. I think if you just limited it to Pokeballs and you kept like, you kept it as some sort of apricorn type mechanic. Uh, I'd say T- TMs, too. You'd have a limited amount of things. Uh, you get a limited number of resources you can collect per day. Yeah. And then you can, it, unlike Animal Crossing, where it's almost infinite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or like Minecraft. Like, Pokemon doesn't need to be Minecraft or Animal Crossing. Right. No, this is definitely not what we're going with this. I'm asking for like an uber limited crafting thing. Right. Where you can go ahead, make Pokeballs that can do certain things, throw them, check them at the Pokemon, get cool effects. I am very excited for the new Pokeballs in general, though. Um, but that's that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> Yokai Watch has the same capture mechanics that they did in Dragon in uh, Dragon Warriors. Monsters it's based 2. on luck, and, and of course, uh, you might say that Pokemon is also based on luck, but this is much less so than it is for these games where it's you ha- controllable luck, right? Like, yeah, exactly. 
I like anything where I could control it based on the resources I'm willing to put into it. Instead right. of like, ah, I fed this yokai something there. Now I've got a 5% chance it'll join me afterwards. Yep. <laughs> I really hate that. And then you just keep redoing that over and over and over again. Anything where you can do it all in the same battle, I think is mm-hmm. a much better mechanic than doing multiple battles to catch things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one thing that Pokemon got right very early. On, oh. I mean, Pokemon got a lot of things right, actually. That, that's one of the many things that they got right. That was one of the major problems with the mystery dungeon that I had. Though, yeah. Was like the recruitment mechanic. In the I, that's that's the problem that a lot of us had with things like that. Like, that's why mystery dungeon never took off because of the recruitment mechanics like that. Because it's like, oh, yeah, you get a small percentage. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, especially when you were going after a Mew that randomly spawned on one level. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, just. And their combat mechanic for, for that game also is just randomness. You really had no control. It's like slots machine. Mm-hmm. Um, every time you had to fight, you just had to wish that it would land where you want it to land. Um, it's just not fun. When you take away any sort of a strategy out of it, then it becomes just stale and it just becomes slot machine at that point. Exactly. I don't find slots machine fun. Some randomness is fine. You have the randomness in like the capture calculation, right? Yeah. In Pokemon, and you've got the randomness in terms of, like, trying to find the Pokemon assault. It's why I'm such a big fan of one-person encounters in Pokemon. Yeah. I really like feeling like I worked for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's just something to, to consider in that regard. But, I mean, that's it's kind of the reason I'm happy that Sword and Shield went with, like, their hybrid overworld grass Pokemon. Right. Because yep. I still wanted there to be that hunt, and I think that's part of the Pokemon experience. And if you take that out, yes. you get dangerously close to something no bueno. <laughs> right? I'm being completely honest. Like, I think that's something yeah. that you can get to. You can get somewhere real bad real quick if you if you Absolutely. were to take out random encounters from Pokemon. I, I think you take out some of the magic. Mm-hmm. Pokemon's got like a certain amount of magic in the can, and I'm not entirely certain that Game Freak or TPCI knows what all of the magic is. I'm not sure that they've sat down and talked to people who know what the magic is. We see a lot of content creators like doing collaborations with the Pokemon company. Especially as of late. Yeah. And I don't think the Pokemon company actually ever has like a two-way discourse. I honestly feel like it's they just use the content creator to publicize their latest product. Never like getting feedback. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no, no. That's one of the things that I worry about constantly. They get dangerously close to tearing down uh, load-bearing walls in their house. That is the Pokemon Mm -hmm. game. I always worry about that. I get a little worried. (laughs) Just just like a, a wee bit there, Pokemon. Just like a wee bit. It's still it's still Pokemon. Uh, it's still fun. Other ones that I can remember are Robopon. <laughs> Monster Rancher wants not forget about Monster Rancher. Monster Rancher was such a cool idea. Yeah, it, it was. was. And the anime wasn't half bad. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad the re-releases of Monster Rancher didn't make it to the Switch over here, but at the same time, I... it's not the same not putting a disc into the PlayStation, right? That is true. <laughs> Yes. Selecting a disc from a menu is not the same oh thing. Oh my god, speaking of putting disc, uh, also, do you guys remember the one for um, PSP? I f- do not remember, but they were barcodes. You would need to scan That was barcodes. a lot of things that did that. <laughs> yeah, like a Tiger Electronics toy that yes. did that. Yes, uh, I had one of those at one point. I remember growing up with that. Monster in my pocket or something. It was something like that. Um, scanners. I guess. Scanners is the one I had, yeah. Um, And then there was the PSP one, which I'm trying to remember the name, and I just do not recall. Yeah, I don't have that now. I'll get to you (laughs) with the name of that game. (laughs) 
But it has a weird uh, game. You would skill, uh, but it was the same concept. You would scan barcodes and you could find different monsters. That's surprising to hear on the PSP, just because I yeah. Where are you gonna scan it? Yeah, I don't think it has the hardware capabilities of doing it. Yeah, right. I don't recall then. Uh, didn't it come? Maybe it came with a camera. I think I think you're thinking of scanners. <laughs> the Tiger's electronic scanners. No, wait, wait. I I found it. It is. Uh, it's called Invisimals. Oh, that's, that's different. True. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Invisimals. It will come with a camera. Yeah, it was weird. Just weird. I remember it. Uh, there yeah. are a lot of these. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the last one came out in 2014. That was what? incredibly not that long ago. No. Wow. That is far <laughs> more recent. I just, I remember Robopon because I remember it being like a big deal in Nintendo Power because they were trying to sell it. And then. Right. Bad. <laughs> so many bad ideas. Pokemon, Pokemon shaped media in general, like really hard. Like, not, oh, yeah. like obviously we have like this genre of monster collection games that spawned yeah. because of Pokemon. Also, mm-hmm. Robopon had a Sun and Moon version before it was cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> Robopon also was originally just like one game and then they, when they transferred it over to the US they split it into two versions I think right oh wow yeah it was originally like one game and they're just like ah let's follow the Pokemon uh, the Pokemon thing there was a Robopon too there was makes me sad <laughs> oh wait never mind I got it backwards there were multiple versions of Robopon in Japan but then they packaged we only got one of the versions here in the US but they just combined them all mm. it was weird it, it was like poorly, poorly, like tra- not translated, but poorly transferred to the U.S., which I right. guess at the time was like a pretty big feat for Pokemon to accomplish as a game. I, I was going to say it probably was a rush job because they wanted the game out in the yeah. U.S. as quick as possible. I think not only our parents thought this, but also like the world thought that Pokemon was a fad that was going to disappear and they wanted to cash in while they Yes. Could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that Pokemon's a fad, mostly because the Internet existed. I think, yeah, I think 25 years later, um, we can safely say it's not a fad. <laughs> I would say Pokemon came in and hit like a train when it did come in. It hit, it hit like a train. And then it there it was the advent of the internet age. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, once the internet happened, all nerdy things can become way bigger than anything that they possibly are. Because mm-hmm. you can actually find like-minded people. Like, that was a big deal with, like, anime conventions and stuff. Like, anime conventions you don't really see to start pick up until the internet. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's because other people are finding people that like to watch anime. And they want to meet each other, yep. hang out. Exactly. For a weekend and... Yeah. Without internet culture, we wouldn't have a lot of the things that we have now. And I, I, I credit internet culture to some extent to Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon success. Mm-hmm. To some extent. I mean, I think they have a good product and I think they were very good about designing their characters. And the marketing, they had an excellent marketing scheme. I mean, they released it alongside the anime and manga uh, and all the Not things. in Japan. Not in Japan. In Japan, it was like a slow rollout, but... Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking here in the in the U.S., yeah. In the U.S., they like they were like, wham, bam, here's everything at once. It was very... Tar- like, I think the anime came out three weeks before the games came out in the yeah. U.S. So it's mm-hmm. just enough time to build hypes, because this was still in a time before pre-orders. And yep. it was just enough time to be like, oh, I really like this Pokemon thing. And then the kid goes to the store and they see, oh, hey, this Pokemon game's here. I want to try mm-hmm. it uh, because I saw Ash on TV with his Pikachu. I still remember when I went to uh, Toys R Us and I bought 
Pokemon Blue for the first time. I was so excited. Toys R Us, where you had to go grab the little piece of paper out yep. of the uh, pricing mm-hmm. thing oh, and then take it up to and the... And then kit. go to the... Yep. And then, yep. I think I bought mine at a Meyer. I got mine for Christmas, so... I don't even remember how it happened. I, I don't know why I chose it, because I don't think I've seen the TV show at that point. I got... <laughs> I did it. I didn't see the TV show at that point, because <laughs> it was on Kids WV, and like at that time in my life, um, I was eight or nine. I was like super into Power Rangers and stuff. I mean, I still know a lot about Power Rangers now. And so like that wasn't on Kids WV. That was on like the Fox Kids one. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't watching that. I was watching the Fox Kids like cartoon two hours after school mm. instead of the Pokemon or instead of the Kids WV one. The only way I can describe it is that I was just buying things based on the box art, mm-hmm. which is something you did when you were a kid. You do. You do. It's like, oh, this looks cool. Yeah. You just buy it based yeah. on the box art. I remember walking into Meyer and I was, I had just gotten a Game Boy Color like earlier that summer. That was my first video game system and my first video game for it was, uh, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. <laughs> I get to say like, I'm, I'm like an old school, uh, video game fan mm-hmm. without being that old. It's, it's a lot of fun to think about that. And then my second game, I literally went into the Meyer and I saw the blue turtle and I'm like, that's pretty cool. I want that. Yeah. And so I bought that as my second video game ever. I did not understand how to save, how to progress, how to catch Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) I had to restart Pokemon Blue once because I couldn't figure out where to go from uh, Celadon City. I don't know how I didn't know it back in the day. I don't know how I didn't. (laughs) It it blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind uh, how little I understand. I restarted it like three times because I thought there were multiple save files and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I didn't make it past Viridian City for the longest time. (laughs) On the road to Viridian City. I made it to Celadon. I had no clue how to get into the rocket base, and I had no clue how to get into (laughs) Saffron. So I restarted. (laughs) I remember it took me a while to beat that game, though. Like, it took me a really Mm -hmm. long time. I think I got the game in, like, September. I got it pretty close to when it came out, September or October. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I just remember it being like a whole summer of just like, I, I remember beating it like the summer after I got it, which is months. But I guess as a kid, I felt like I played a lot of video games, but I probably did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like yeah, I'm just yeah. like, oh, I feel like I played it forever. But it's like, I probably only played it like an hour every two days. <laughs> yeah, because batteries were a thing. Because batteries oh, were a thing. Oh, yeah. I was still playing outside and stuff. I was a kid. Right. Before you bought the warm light, it was impossible to play the game at night in the car. Good old worm light. Oh, good old good worm old light. Worm light. I, I back with those GVAs, but I want to buy a worm light just for the old time's sake, you know. Just put it on. <laughs> just just put on the worm light just so I could have the full experience. I remember the worm light. <laughs> do they do they sell worm light lamps these days? Oh my gosh. Okay, we're gonna Google this and this is how we're gonna end the show. Um, <laughs> worm light lamp. Worm light illumination LED lamps for Game Boy Color. I found oh. I found it for the Game Boy Color, so I found the old school original uh, worm light. It's not in the package. Uh, oh no, it is. There it is. Uh, it's in the package. <laughs> How much? Twelve thirty eight. Not bad. Okay. Uh, not bad. So that's fun. I don't know who's buying this, by the way. Like, who's on Amazon? Like, yes, I need a worm light. An actual <laughs> lamp you. would be super cool, though. Right? Worm light, like a desk lamp. Oh my yeah. god, yes. Or ones, though, that you could, um, like, clank to the border of your uh, yes. bed. Such a read. Okay, so I can't find these, so I think we just came up with the best business idea. Right. Uh, we're gonna Do look like into it? how to make a worm light. A worm light lamp. <laughs> we're totally I'm doing it. for that. 
I'll totally make there, one. There's got to be a market, right? There's definitely a market for yep. this. There's definitely a market. <laughs> we are going to take advantage of it. So I, I'm totally in. It's the same market of people that are like ta- buying the Joy-Con shells to make it look like N64 controllers. <laughs> but I, I think this is it for this uh, nostalgia trip. This has been a fun conversation. I, I enjoyed this one. It was. We're going to go ahead and we're going to cut it here and we're going to come right back at you guys after, uh, well, no, not after anything. We're going to come right back at you guys with the Pokemon of the episode. Pokemon of the episode. Welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 826, or Beetle, the seven spot Pokemon. What? I, I hate this. And yeah, from is. <laughs> we're getting it's real G-Max. specific here. <laughs> Says, if it were to utilize every last bit of its power, it could control the minds of every living being in its vicinity. Funny how it says that, and uh, its stats don't back that up. Nope. <laughs> Base HP is 60. Okay, pretty bad. Base attack it's a of... It's yeah, a bug. Base attack of 845. And you're just like... Mm, okay so that means his special attack's pretty good um and so it's base defense 110 okay okay i see where this is going base special attack 80 okay pretty sad now uh base special defense 120 base speed 90 so it's faster than alola (laughs) that's not a bad that's not a bad speed that's not a bad speed tier not a bad speed at all Uh, i'll take 90 it's not it's not like gen (laughs) 4 where like 95 was the base speed ever everywhere (laughs) 90's pretty good. I'll take 90. Uh, in the seven spot Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What? Or Beetle is so weird and not great. It does have a G Max though, and it has its own exclusive G Max attack. Mm-hmm. And what is, what is this G Max attack called? I don't actually know. Uh, I can pull that up real quick. I have no idea what uh, it's called. Matt, where is it? G Max Gravitas. So it does damage, but it also makes gravity happen, right? Yeah, it activates gravity. It activates. It's, it's damage. It's damage doing dealing gravity, which mm-hmm. uh, it did have its uh, t- gravity in general had like its time in the sun in VGC like 2016, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I I used it. I think I won the PFTT with gravity. I've used gravity before in, in um, back in like 2016, though I think a really long time like, ago. Priority gravity with uh, Sableye and the yep. blizzards with Kyrim White. That sounds about right. Yeah, I think that's exactly hip- how I used it. <laughs> Hypnosis with Gengar. It was a it was a good time. Mm-hmm. No, gravity gravity is definitely fun and useful. So we've got mm-hmm. a team for you today using this gravity shenanigans. Uh, four <laughs> doubles. I might run this for funsies like the first week of the PFTT. And so let's get going with it. Um, I guess I'll start with the top two. Um, we've got an yeah. Incineroar holding an assault vest doing Incineroar things <laughs> uh, with the ability Intimidate. <laughs> It's got uh, 252 HP, 124 defense, and 132 special defense. I'm not sure what that is exactly. Uh, Cal but It's just a bulky boy. Reasons, yes. Yeah. Careful nature. Flare Blitz, because you're an Incineroar. Darkest Lariat, because again, you're an Incineroar. Incineroar. Um, and then you're running Snarl, because you're an Incineroar. And uh, also Fake Out, because you're an Incineroar. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you do, you're an Incineroar. Yeah, um, it's literally everything. I You could swap in, instead of Darkest Lariat, Parting Shot. Yep. <laughs> yep, okay, cool. We've just, we've made an Incineroar. <laughs> we also have Melodic, which has like a little bit of spice, but not a lot of spice. Um, it's, it's holding Leftover. It's, it's got competitive, because it's a Melodic, to counteract other Incineroars. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's got 12 defense EVs, probably for some level 50 shenanigans. 252 special. This isn't maxed out HP or EVs at uh, all. I'll fix the spread. I don't know. I'll fix that later. Uh, it, because it's 12 defense, 252 special attack, 172 yeah, it's got 72. speed. It's probably HP. It's probably the yeah, rest. Probably the rest is, is an HP, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. It's uh, Timid Nature with Muddy Water, Blizzard, Breaking Swipe, which is fun, and Protect. Uh, for those of you at home, Breaking Swipe hits both of your opponents in a doubles battle, and it lowers their attack by one stage as well as does like a little bit of damage. It's a dragon-type attack, so watch out for fairies, but eh. it's interesting. It's sad against Ashen, but otherwise it works. Uh, yes, well. yes. I'm waiting <laughs> for us to get a meta where they let us use Mythicals. I think that would be fun. I want to use Marshadow. Marshadow and uh, Magirna. Uh, yes, those are the only two that will probably matter. It's not Zerud. It's not, not Zerud. It's not Zerud. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely is not Zerud. If it's a limited number of mythicals per team, it's not Zerud. It's not Zerud. <laughs> All right, tell us about the next two, Sigma. I think this is the heart of the team. All right, uh, let's let's go with our book of the episode first with Orbital's G-Max, holding the weakness policy and the Frisk ability because its abilities are all kind of weird and bad. Frisk is nice to have. What are the other <laughs> abilities? Let me sec, I'm going to look it up. Um, other other abilities are Swarm. No, no, no. The, the other one's actually not bad. Uh, telepathy. Telepathy is not bad on the right team. Telepathy uh, wouldn't be bad in, in this context. Mm-hmm. But you, anyways, we've got max HP... 204 defense and 52 special attack with a calm nature. So you're getting that plus special defense in your nature. So fun times. Your attacks are future sight, which I assume you're never actually clicking unless you're in GMAX. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Str- struggle bug because struggle bug. Shadow ball to hit probably Spectre if you can even survive its attack. <laughs> uh, without special defense investment? I don't know. <laughs> right? I don't know. It's like... It is running a calm nature, though. This is a weird spread. It's like calm with defense investment? Yeah, it's a weird spread. Uh, and then you have Trick Room. We want our the, War Beetle uh, to be able to do everything. Yeah, you got Trick Room to counter their tailwinds. So, that's fun. Cool it's, Pokemon... Uh, We'll probably it's never see something. it again on Book of the Episode. <laughs> Absolutely. And next up, we have our Restricted Mon in Groudon, holding a Choice Scarf with the Drought ability, setting up that sun. It has 196 attack, 60 special defense, and 252 speed. I assume we're surviving something with that special defense spread. Uh, Jolly Nature, Precipice Blades, which get boosted accuracy thanks to gravity, thanks to or Beetle, Bulldoze. Probably if you lead with this and Charizard that Jushiro will talk about here in a second. Yes. Iron Tail, mm-hmm. which I assume you're not clicking at all unless you go big with Groudon. <laughs> and Rock Slide. Because I don't even know why you'd want Iron Head. You'd have to, you'd, or Iron Tail. You'd have to like. I think it's just to go big and boost defenses, I assume. That'd be the only thing. Cause like I can see there being two modes with this team. Um, like there's Orb Beetle mode and then just like full sun mode. Like, I could see you wanting to go big with Groudon and click Max Steel on a Xerneas. Uh, That's about it. That's all I can see. Because there's nothing else to handle Xerneas on this team. That's for sure. To be fair, no one's running Xerneas either. So it's okay. (laughs) I'm happy about that. I'm okay with that too. Zacian's everywhere, so you can't run a Xerneas. It's fine. Yeah. You You know who else is nowhere to be found? Charizard G Max. Yeah, we've never seen that. (laughs) I don't even know what this Pokemon does. (laughs) I've never heard of Charizard being used in a competitive format. Tell me more. Never heard of it. Yes, no, please. Life Orb, because we wouldn't put that on Charizard ever. With its ability, hidden ability, solar power, 
It's Ivy spread of four defense, 252 special attack, and 252 special, I mean, speed, speed. because what else are you going to put on a Charizard? And it's modest nature to boost that set special attack. And then it's a, uh, attacks are pretty basic. Heat wave, blast burn, hurricane, which gets that boost up by gravity, if I'm not mistaken. Boosted accuracy and boosted speed when you go big. Cause I feel like one of the leads for this team is probably Groudon Charizard. Mm-hmm. You, you click bulldoze on Groudon with the scarf, lower their speed, and then Charizard goes first before the mm-hmm. opponents and blows them out with like max mm-hmm. wildfire. That's my guess. Yeah. That's what I would expect too. But yes, uh, so what's the last one, Jushiro? The last one would be Rillaboom G-Max as well with Grassy Seed. It's Grassy Surge, it's the ability, and it's EV spread 252 HP, 4 attack, 28 defense, 220 special defense, and 4 speed. And obviously, everybody knows what that spread's for, of course. Um, obviously. And, yeah, obviously. It's, it's, a, it's a very bulk. It's a slash very S, bulky Slash S. Please very. slash S. So nobody's just like, oh, Thatch, you, you, you think you're so much smarter than us. I have no idea what it's, that spread's for. <laughs> I think it's just like super bulky. Yeah. The 28 defense is very specific. Okay. The 28 right. defense well, is very specific. It gets a plus one defense with the seed, too. It does. So. Yeah. It's still very specific. <laughs> It's adamant nature goes along with its four attacks, which are Greya, Grassy Glide, Acrobatics, Sword Stance, and Taunt. Yeah, I mean, this looks like a fun team. I would definitely try it just to try Orb Beetle, honestly. Uh, no other reason but to try Orb Beetle. But it's the seven spot Pokemon. <laughs> the seven spot po- They're running out of classifications, aren't they? I'm clicking on something random. Man, I don't know what Pokemon has against non-legendary alien Pokemon. It's like give them good moves, give them good stats. No. Or, uh, LG, uh, uh, LGM and uh, or Beetle just okay. It's the li- it's literally just or Beetle. They gave a weird one because everybody else is like reasonable. <laughs> oh, I w- I went back to Ledian to see how many spots it has. It has it's the five star Pokemon. So oh, that's cute, interesting. All I- right, I mean. That means Orbital's two star two spots more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it for the Pokemon of the episode. If you want to use the team, it'll be on the Discord server for you guys to try out. Uh, we are going to go ahead and take uh, take it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time. Sending your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is part of the show where we read your emails on the show. Um, you can email us at pucklepodcast.com. We typically have a prompt for you guys. It's in the show notes if it's not mentioned on the show. Uh, we do have a prompt for you for next week. But this this past week, we asked you guys what your what if was. What was one thing that you might want to change about the Pokemon franchise or the Pokemon games as a whole? And we got some good responses, and I'm very ha- excited to read them. But as always, this segment is brought to you by the energy drink Green Tauros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 And as always, we will give out the Green Toros badge to anybody we think wrote a really good email. Turns your name green and you get access to the Green Toros Club chat where you get to hang out with all of your other green named fellows until the end of the year. So uh, without further ado, we got a new one, I think, this week from Kester. So we're going to kick it off with uh, Kester. All right. Hello there, Puckle hosts. I decided to write it this week in response to the prompt. I think there are some interesting possibilities to be explored by asking, what if Megas remained the only gimmick in Gen 7 and Gen 8? I'm excited. 
that would have been a great universe to live in. I wish we were in that universe right now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To start with, I think some Pokemon that didn't get a chance to shine in Gen 7 could have some excellent Megas. Perhaps Mega Minior could have been a larger, more detailed asteroid. (laughs) A comet. With some (laughs) smaller ones orbiting it. Or Mega Lurantis with larger scythes, bigger wings, and longer, more mantis-like body to make it more threatening. I'm still sad that I didn't get that Pegasus Rapidash Mega Evolution that I wanted. I think Galarian Rapidash is (laughs) close-ish. I do like the idea of some Gen 7 Pokemon getting Mega Love, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of them aren't good. (laughs) (laughs) And mostly because their speed stats are garbage, like absolute, absolute poop. Either their speed stats are garbage, they're a Bombi, or they're legendary. Yeah. It's one of the three. (laughs) Yeah. Like, their speed stats are absolutely bad, and I would love to see some of them get a little bit more love in that regard. Mm -hmm. But that's just me. Uh, That's just me. I I agree. I agree. As for Gen 8, a lot of the Gigantamax forms would work fairly well as Megas, like Toxtricity or Lapras. As for any new Mega for Gen 8 Pokemon, I think Dragapult embracing its Stealth Bomber inspiration even further could be interesting. And a Mega for Grappleoct, one of my favorite Gen 8 designs, could have made mm. it much more useful and perhaps even given it a sorely needed second typing. Yeah, I was just going to say exactly li- that. He's literally speaking to Sigma's theories. He's just like, <laughs> these should just be Megas. <laughs> they should that's be. It. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you. I think they should just be Megas. I feel so bad for Grappleocked. I feel bad for a lot of Gen 8 Pokemon. Pokemon. A lot of Gen 8 Pokemon got the shaft, but I think, I don't know that there's any Gen 8 Pokemon that I'm upset with. No, I'm happy with their designs. They just, Mm -hmm. it's the usefulness that's the problem. At the bottom, like, I'm just like, this is an average Pokemon. I don't think any of them are below average. Yeah. Looking at you, monkeys. Despite what people try to say about Ice Q, it's great. I think Ice Q's great. What, what, yeah, why would too. you have a problem with Ice Q? People, I hear people complaining all the time that it's just a penguin. Well, yeah, but it's an adorable penguin with an ice block on its head. Right? I don't understand the Ice Q hate I've seen. What's yeah. wrong with that? Piplup's just a penguin. I'm very confused. <laughs> I am very confused, yeah. Uh, I mean, I love apples, too. The apples are great. Mm-hmm. I don't. You can't name one Pokemon from Gen Eight that I'm like. This is a bad Pokemon design. Yeah. No, they're they're all solid. Also, in a similar matter to Gen Six, more older Pokemon could have received Megas. They might finally come up with an idea for Flygon, and there are plenty of other older Pokemon that could use a Mega Boost, like Exploud or Cryogonal. I agree with everything but the Flygon thing because I I'm gonna be I'm gonna have a hot take, and say I do not understand the Flygon love <laughs> it's such a cool design it's a, it's a decent design but like i like i don't understand i don't care that much i'm not that attached to flygon people like flygon yeah i don't understand that's what i'm saying you i don't understand why they do. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all cool because like everybody has their favorite pokemon but i like people rallying behind it i just don't get i i do agree that Salamence shouldn't have gotten the Mega Evolution, and if they were going to give that slot to somebody, it should have gone to somebody else like Flygon, but... Yeah. Because Salamence of the Mega Evolution is dumb. I think Salamence is fine. I think giving it Aerialite as an ability was dumb. Well, that's too late now. We're screwed. (laughs) It's been done. It's already done. All right. I think... Did we finish it? 
I, I think I have the last line. Oh, Anyways, last thank line. you for taking the time to read this email. I hope you have a nice weekend, Kester. We are having a nice weekend. Jushira got coffee. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for that, Kester. Our next one is going to be from Sleeves. Hello, it's been so long. It feels so nice to be sending it in an email again. I found the last latest episode to be quite an interesting conversation. I love that it also spiraled off into other interesting points about Pokemon powers. I took a look at some Pokemon abilities that I think would be really interesting to talk about. Whimsicott mentioned Pokemon with Drizzle like Kyogre and Pelipper. But what about Pokemon like Psyduck with Cloud9? It alternatively removes all effects of weather upon being sent in. How do you think that works? I think that works <laughs> by Psyduck using its psychic powers to stop the weather. Yeah. Done. I can see Psyduck's eyes glowing and the, the clouds yeah. just partying yeah, that's, in the that's sky. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It, it hates the weather and it's just like, no, not today. Exactly. <laughs> Thatch mentioned that some, if not all, abilities might be triggered by the Pokemon when it's in battle. Do you think that it's one of them? Yes, I guess I just answered mm-hmm. that. Uh, <laughs> What if you send out Psyduck to play in the rain, but it suddenly vanishes? Well, then Psyduck doesn't want it to rain. Exactly. <laughs> Does Cloud9 remove the weather or remove effects of the weather? So it's like uh, still, but no one feels it. That's a good question. Let's look this up real quick. Let's get a let's get a uh, let's get real real time fact check. So it's like raining, but it's actually like an illusion of rain. It just negates the weather effects. It just negates the weather effects. So it turns it into an illusion. Well, no, no, it's still raining, but you it's an illusion that you think you're not being hit by it. So it's basically... <laughs> you can still get hyperthermia. It's, okay. basic, <laughs> it's basically affecting the Pokemons then. It's not yeah. the weather that it's affecting. It's affecting the uh, the opponent. No, it's just it's making you think you're not getting wet. That's what it is. Right. Uh, it's more of a state of mind than anything else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's for Cloud9. Uh, yep. <laughs> okay, we fixed it. <laughs> what about Pokemon like Litwick or Volcarona with Flame Body? Does this make them perpetually be, uh, burning to the touch? The obvious answer may seem like yes, but it doesn't mean that. Doesn't that mean you wouldn't be able to pet them? I don't know about you, but I want to feel the fuzziness of a Volcarona without getting my hand burnt. <laughs> oh, do you remember uh, Pokemon Ami where you'd touch a Pokemon and your hand would freeze if it was made of ice? I do remember yeah. that. Uh, I want to. I want to rather refer to the anime. I, I was just to gonna the, say that I hate referring to the anime for like how anything works in the Pokemon world because it's obvious right. that the anime is its own world sometimes. And but like there's that Ponyta episode. It's yep, not Flame Body Ponyta episode, and it's able to control if it's flame burns. Yeah, person or not. exactly. So I'm gonna go with that logic. <laughs> That's my head cannon. I'm really glad I wrote it, wrote this email. I've taken a break from this to focus on my schoolwork a bit more, but now I'm ready to hopefully write in more regularly again. Don't think Yay. I've turned my back on po- on the best Pokemon community ever. Aww. Oh, thank you. Uh, trainer Aww. Sleeves. Well, thank you, Sleeves. Thank you. All right, so one more to go today, and it's going to yes. be from uh, Tia. Tia's gotten so many emails in a row, but she's yeah, written well. very good ones. So. <laughs> <laughs> Quality always beats everything else. And paragraph breaks. We oh, like paragraph God, I love breaks. them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's... it's Perfect. Okay. Hey, Thatch, R Sigma, and Jashiro. It's T again. I also have made broken Pokemon based on Loki and Thor, but it's as quite long, I'm not sure where to drop them. Both features move base transformations. Back to topic. It's rare that topics makes me send consecutive emails, but here we are. This week's topic was just so fresh. 
When I read the title, I thought I was some. Uh, it was something like "What people in real life have Pokemon abilities," and I was thinking about how my old retail job, my manager, <laughs> had pressure. Uh, which made me become exhausted at uh, at work faster and thus uh, struggle every time. I, I love that, actually. <laughs> I freaking love that. Stop making it hit so close to home. Right? Uh, we were making the, the joke the other day where I think it was with, um, Savilo on the, on, on the podcast who was saying uh, priorities, right? Like, oh, what if priority, uh, canceling priorities, you just wouldn't get priority mail. <laughs> um, but anyway, also, <laughs> the Karens that came into my retail store had intimidate because all I, uh, I know all of them cut my manager's attack stat by half. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh my God. Uh, it, it, you could also say they had roar and they would switch you to the manager. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but the topic was what if scenarios in the Pokemon world? So here we are. My what if scenario is. What if an evil team or a new legendary Pokemon sent out a wave across the region, altering the behavior of wild Pokemon? This makes the wild Pokemon invade towns and cities, then I thought it would be a great start to a tower defense game. The wild Pokemon would invade the towns and the players would use the three starters to defend the town. Moving on to different cities and towns would, ha- uh, would have you add a gym leader Pokemon. Gym badges would be given as enhancements, which lets you gain new passives on Pokemon, like in the usual games. Pokemon level through battles and upon evolution, they receive a new move. If Pokemon don't evolve, then they receive one or two level up moves. That's a good idea. I like that. A Pokemon tower defense is not bad. I I like the idea of just like inserting that into a Pokemon game. Just like inserting some Mm -hmm. kind of interaction. Right, right, right. In fact, Legends, I think Legends Arceus would be a great platform for this. The closer you can get me to playing the Pokemon games and making it the anime is better. <laughs> like, I, I'll be completely honest. Like, that's all it takes for yeah. me. Yep. I think, I think Sword and Shield did a good job of that to some extent. Like, they're on the right track with, like, the gym challenge things they had in some of them. Yeah. And the, the James or the gym leaders are actually very, most, almost all of them are very memorable. And great characters. I thought I thought Gen 8's gyms were good. Yeah, I I remember the gym leaders from Gen 8 more than I remember the gym leaders from Gen 6. So I'll second that. Yes. And, and ironically, the only one that I can remember this time at this point is uh, Ramos. <laughs> we only know Ramos because we've made it a meme. That's exactly, the only reason we know him. That's the only meme. reason we know him. And ironically, now it's the only one I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one. It keeps going. It says uh, there could be flying types, anti-air units, teleporters, etc., etc. But I haven't thought that far. I mean, you went pretty far. <laughs> but for example, if this was in Kanto, Squirtle would have a long-range water gun. Charmander would use a short-range ember. And Bulbasaur would have to be uh, able to hold big units in place with Vine Whip. Brack could give a Geodude that acts like a frontline unit that punches and defends. Misty would give you a Staryu that circles around the edge, um, etc, etc. Et That's all from me this week, but to end, I have a question for Thatch. Was the accident burn on Bosophus the reason that the opening theme got cut? <laughs> so did I forget to put the opening theme in last week's episode? And no, this is how I find out, by the way. Like, I read this email this morning. I was like, did I forget to do that? No, I, I think they realized that the old one versus the one that was remixed. Oh, okay. 
Okay. <laughs> it was shortened and remixed. It was it was just shortened because it was a minute long. <laughs> it's so that's so bad for a podcast. Right. <laughs> Name another podcast that you listen to that has a minute long intro song. she ends up saying i was on that episode and i felt so bad that was (laughs) awkward even to hear (laughs) i I still laugh at that that was hilarious are we talking about episode 300 where he didn't vet any of the emails like i told him to and he ended up getting burned I remember being in the live chat saying, why didn't you vet these? You had the control of that. He did. He did. I literally told him, I'm like, hey, you should vet these emails before you read them. He's like, no, I'm just going to do it live. (laughs) Do it live. And then all of them were just burning him. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yep, that's on you. All right. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, So green Taurus badge. So Tia already has it. Um, So it's either sleeves or Kester. I don't have a preference. I'm fine with either. Both were. Both I thought were both were good. Solid. Yeah, both were good. Both were good. Well, we have to choose, unfortunately, because if not, somebody will. If yell you at have me. to choose, if you have I to choose, I want to turn a name green, so I'm willing to go with sleeves. Sleeves done. Sleeves, yay! You win the green Taurus badge. We're gonna turn your name green. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so, if you want to keep up with Puckle throughout the week, you can send us an email next week at pucklepodcast@gmail.com. Letting us know uh, what your favorite Pokemon clone slash not Pokemon, not Pokemon Pokemon game is. Yep. Uh, at poke, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. I, I'm very excited to hear this. You can also, of course, uh, help keep up with the show by going over to the Discord server and just hanging out with us. You can go ahead and listen over Puckle Plus to some of the other shows that we have going on. You can, of course, go ahead and follow us on social media over at Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram. You can also watch our YouTube videos at youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast. We've got some of the Soul Silver stuff recorded. I just need to get it uploaded so that we can edit it together. And then we also have uh, our Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast, where I'll be streaming on Tuesdays and Pokemon Platinum. And I'm going to see if I can find I'm going to see if I can find a ROM for mm-hmm. Dragon, Dragon Warriors Monsters 2. <laughs> A nice bonus stream. A nice mm-hmm. bonus stream. I want to see. I'm curious. I want to see if I can make it happen. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see. What else do I usually say here? Uh, you can support the show by going over to Twitch, dropping a Twitch Prime subscription, or you could always go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, where we will be giving out uh, Pokemon, giving access to breeder bots, stuff like that. Um, I think April, we're going to do a shift of some of the tiers and what they get. So keep an eye out for that. But on that note, I think uh, that's everything I wanted to say. So I have been uh, Trainer Thatch. Some say I've been Yashiro. And I've been Arsene. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.